Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's a hard niche line. What up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Congratulations, Blandy. Congratulations. What did I do? You've made it to day two. Uh, day two yeah. of the six straight days of us. You it's get never us any for six doubt. straight days. You're going to make everyone. You're going to make well, everyone. That I don't know, but never any doubt that I was going to make tonight. That, well, you made it to... Barry, are you not impressed you made it to day two? Yeah, no bitching, no moaning, no complaining. I'm here. I'm ready to go. Even after... I mean, your fingers have to hurt, right? Uh, here we go. Fingers have to be killing you. You're talking about the last episode, right? Yes. The typing? And yeah, well, yes. You know, every episode, Blandy likes to type away. on his, He types on his keyboard louder and more often than he says things on the show. <laughs> so do you normally my editing, edit that out? Yeah, I do. I remove it all. Really? <laughs> but actually, whenever Blandy's not talking, I remove his whole track because he's doing a lot of stuff over there the whole show there's <laughs> the keyboard he's True. like type on your keyboard right now no okay blandy like you're doing it no hold come on, on. Hold no no on, it's hold annoying on. hold on it's he's a, not he's not I, doing it like he was no, no, doing. Damn. I, I'm, it, it's annoying no. it's it's worse when you're in your car or wherever you listen you know, and uh, what oh. do you want from my life? He's like pound, like you say something, and he starts feverishly pounding away at the keyboard, trying to find a stat for it. And yeah, I well, always take it out, but I don't. I'm not. I can't take it out this week. Not right. editing. Actually, I'm not taking it out anymore. All season long, okay. never editing the show again. So please, <laughs> do something about your keyboard. Put little foam on your fingertips. Sure. Do, put put <laughs> your keyboard right on, on a foam mouse pad. You gotta, you gotta. I'll get right on it. All right. Make it better. Mm-hmm. If you like our show, if you listen to it, remember the only way you can pay Barry and I back for so many things that we're forced to spend with Blandy is by leaving us some of those ratings and reviews wherever you get the show and wherever you get us, whether it's on our slowly growing YouTube channel, very slowly grown. Please, please fucking go on there and subscribe if you like our show. Even if you don't want to watch us, you don't want to see us, you just want to do it like you've always done it, just go on there, subscribe for us. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Because you gotta, you gotta subscribe to the one podcast that is going to give you more shows this week than any other Knicks podcast in existence. Blandy, play the voicemail. Here we go. Hello, guys, and welcome to another season of the Knicks. I'm so super excited for the season, and I'm super excited that you all are doing these daily podcasts. So how awesome of you. You'll make my uh, workouts more enjoyable. Mm. So keep up the good work, and thanks. This is Ralph. Ralph is over there sweating to us, and... His wife can thank us for, for how good Ralph is going to look after these six days. Mm. Guys, it, does it not blow your mind that we're going to do more shows than any other Knicks show out there right now? You think anyone else is doing six straight days of Knicks podcasts? Probably not. Yeah, it's probably just us. No. 
Who who would have thought? Mm. Who would have fucking thought? All right, guys. Bet online is the fastest. And I love the energy from you guys. By the way, love it. <laughs> you really. I feel like you don't. What's going on? You tired? Craig, you're two always going to drag your feet on two days of a back to back. Come on, you know. Wake it's just, up, please. Just wake. That's what up. happens? Blandy doesn't want to do anything because of the keyboard issues, but. Yeah, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Get reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live and game betting, props, and futures. Join Bet Online today. And get your first sports, make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50 to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Wow, that's a long drop. If you can cut that down ever. Barry, are okay. you are you betting on the first game of the preseason, the preseason opener no. against Detroit? Tuesday night on TNT on national television is is it also on MSG? Do you guys know? It's probably I, I on MSG. Know. I wouldn't be surprised if it's blacked out on TNT. Oh no, no, well national games they don't really do that. I'm thinking of All right. NBA TV, like the Nets game was tonight, blacked out. Well, we've you been waiting a long the, time yes, for apps. this. Been waiting a long time. There's a lot of things we're all looking forward to. You know, since we're doing these six straight days of shows, I wanted to do a topic every day. It's not what we normally do. We usually talk about a bunch of stuff. But I asked you guys if you could send me your top three things that you're looking forward to most when we that you want to see when we play the Pistons. Sent that in a group chat. I said, I want this to be a surprise so I can rank out and sort of aggregate and come up with a top three from all three of us. Of course, Blandy immediately sends his top three ranked to the group. I was at work. I'm not paying attention. I just typed it out and I sent it to you. (laughs) And then Barry sent his later on. Barry, you forgot all day, but thank you for finally getting it to me. You're welcome. And I got them. And to be honest, it's not going to (laughs) work. Everyone had such different things. (laughs) I was really general about what I'm looking forward to seeing most. And you guys are like, you think you're on the Knicks Film School podcast all of a sudden. We do one fucking crossover. And and Bar- <laughs> Barry's too, too specific? Barry's oh. number three, will RJ take at least three <laughs> shots off the dribble? Mid-range well, see, or ridiculous. three? I didn't, I, I didn't do anything. Like, listen. <laughs> He's been working we, on it. I want to see that part of his game, all right? This is preseason. This is when he tries shit for, and you dabble. Three things? That's one of your top three things you can't yeah, wait I to couldn't, see? I, look, no, what can I tell uh, you? Listen, nobody so, had nobody had... Number one for me is the debut of Jalen Brunson. It's that simple. Nobody's, you can't, well, you're not I excited write, to see that? Didn't I yes, write? That, you had a, a variation still, of what, that. Yeah, what the pace would be with Jalen okay. Brunson running yes. the point. So okay. that, bring, that brings me to this. The number one, there was a clear number one. We all sort of had it. In, in my two was one, the debut of Jalen Brunson, and two, um, getting to see this rumored faster paced offense that we might be having now with a slim down Julius with Jalen Brunson running with Derek Rose in better shape. Right. And I think we all had to, we were all excited to see if the offensive pace would be picked up. 
Barry, you had sure. that as your as your number two. Well, the Knicks actually push the pace and get out in transition often. Did you Lanny, see? Did you see the Tommy Beer in the game? Yeah. Did you see the Tommy Beer thread today? What was the thread? Tell With me about it. Relation to that. So it was basically he pulled clips from the days leading up to last season. And mm-hmm. there was a bunch where Randall talked about how he's going to play faster. And all these guys are talking about how this is going to be, you know, um, a yeah. real a real move to be to being more fast paced. And, and they really didn't succeed all last season. <laughs> they were still towards the bottom of the league. I guess I did work. see some of that. I saw some of those tweets. Well, we also yeah. had Kemba Walker starting at the point last year, correct? True. And Listen so now to that. we have Brunson, so maybe it's different now. Listen to these numbers, because this will play off of that. Mm. I mean, I looked at our offensive numbers from last season. I didn't know we were that bad. Fast break points per game, 25th in the league, 10.6. Under 11 fast break, point, fast break points per game. Uh, points per game, 26th. Assists per game, 30th. Points in the oh, paint, yeah. 30th. Two-point percentage, 30th. <laughs> Shooting percentage, 27th. Field goals made per game, 30th. Just everything is like between 26th and 30th. And you're saying that last Take year before the season, down. they talked about, it's about picking pace, up the Playing pace. with pace, yes. The only part of the team that played with pace was the bench, right? Yeah, yeah. So can, that- the, can, can the starting lineup pull that off? Same guys pretty much except for Jalen. Yeah, well, if he's pushing the pace, they've got no choice but to keep up with him, correct? Yeah, but the question is, okay, on missed shots, are they running up the floor every time? You know, after a mad ba- after a made basket, is it going to really slow down to a haul? It's stuff like that you gotta you gotta watch and see if they're really making any effort. You know, yeah, because it can't just be Jalen who they get. He's pushing the ball up. Someone has to be ahead of him. When Obi's in the game, when that second unit's out out there, Obi's sprinting ahead, right? Right. He's always leeching out a little bit before, you know, the shot gets taken. He's not waiting around for the rebound. He's already looking ahead down the court. I always I always felt like that was one knock I had on Julius, where I've long felt he's a good rebounder because he does what he he always plants himself down there and waits for it. Where, yeah, Obi's numbers were affected because he would not care about that. He would just want to get out there in the open court. What were you about to say, Barry? I could sense that you're, you're, you're trying to get <laughs> Well, you there. mentioned uh, Julius getting position to rebound. I was going to say, that that's one category that the Knicks excelled at last year on both ends of the floor was rebounding. Total rebounds, they were like fourth in the league last year. Yeah, I think defensive rebounds, they were... I could be wrong, but I think they were second. Yeah. Let's let's look at some others that we had. I like I said, everyone's all over the place, so I'm just reading a, a bunch of ours. I had number two, Julius Randle. That's simple. Just want to see Julius. Mm-hmm. I could say I'm you know I'm I'm dying to see Emmanuel quickly, Ob, Grimes, who's who's out, unfortunately. I want to see the young guys again, but I really I'm not that excited to see the young guys. I feel like I know who they are. Mm-hmm. I just want them to play more. I want to see who Julius is. You know, is Julius, he was laughing the entire, that entire press conference on content day. <laughs> That's right. Is he going to be laughing and smiling during this game? Or is he going to be upset when Jaden Ivey's dunking on his head? Well, what's going to happen here? <laughs> Are you guys looking forward to seeing Julius at all? Yeah, that was actually in, in my top three. I wanted to see, is he going to look to 
force something or is he going to play within the flow of the offense, basically? Yes, you had that. Right. You know, and it's okay if he does, you get against preseason, this is your chance to do a couple different things. I don't care if he, you know, if he takes two or three possessions throughout the game and he kind of makes it about him. The thing is, I, I can't stand watching it possession after possession after possession. You know, I need to see this ball move. I need to see guys cutting. Um, I need to see, yeah, more fluid offense. I mean, you, you mentioned it. The Knicks are pitiful on offense. Defense, we're, we're not worried about that much. You know, but but offense, let's get something going. Let's see what this new addition of Jalen Brunson brings, right? And let's hope Fournier proves all the Fournier haters wrong and that he works well in this group to show, look, look, look what Fournier can do with the starting lineup. You make a good point about Julius. If he is starting to, if he does start to force shots, if he feels like the pressure's on him to overcome what happened last year in any way, it's probably not going to end well, right? He just has to go with it and not not feel that pressure that he's got a he's got to have a turnaround season. Uh, you got to wonder what's in his head with that, because yeah. that could be very bad when he, when it starts going poorly. Yeah. Let's see, Blandy. What did you have? Offensive pace with Brunson in the game. I'm not trying to give you a hard time here. I'm really reading down your list. Number two, Obi minutes. Yeah. You really want to know what Obi's minutes are like. Yeah, I want to, I want to see, you know, are they taking an extended look or is this going to be, you know, is, are we going to get a little bit of what the season's going to be like, you know? Do you guys think that Tibbs, I think that this is how it's going to go and this is just the kind of coach Tibbs is. He's gonna he's gonna start he's gonna he's gonna start the guys that he's planning on starting the season with, and he's gonna kind of have the rotation going the way it's probably gonna be. It's well, probably all uh, it's probably that's what all I'm sided. Yeah, but Cam Reddish is probably gonna get good burn this game because again, there's no, no Quinn. there's no Grimes. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of guy. I mean, there's a lot of other guys. Right, we're gonna get time. Maybe he does get some time, Cam. But uh. Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, I feel like every every dur- during the preseason, Tibbs is he's already there. Preseason game one, he's got everything set. Knows who he's going with. Entire preseason, he'll probably be running the same starting lineup out there, right? Or he might change it up Which for a game fine. or two in the middle. Why, why change it though? Why change it up? If he knows yeah. that that's what he's going to put out there, why not get them more reps, more minutes? You know, so you go into the regular season with you know it's some the point game of preseason. Yeah. He's not. He's not an experimenter, Tibbs. No, don't you think in his head his rotation is set at this point? I'm sure it is. Yes, it is. I think it's just, you know, who gets pulled first, who gets pulled second, you know, who gets kind of, Man. you know, spliced in where, you know, because obviously he's going to have some players on the floor with one another that aren't just in the starting lineup and just in the bench. It's not like a hockey lineup where everybody's coming in. You disperse it. So I think that he'll play around with. He'll want to see who RJ plays best with, right? You know, um, you know, does he play better with Rose? Does he play better with Brunson? Is that going to affect how soon he pulls Brunson out or how quick he puts Rose in? You know, that type of stuff I'm sure he's still tinkering with to make the most of those little minutes, you know, that are going to be one direction or another. Barry, what was your third one? Um, my third one was the very specific RJ. Oh, um, step back you know, three? Well, step back threes, but also just working mm. in the mid-range even. You know, yeah. creating off the dribble, trying to create a little bit of space between him and his guy, yeah, yeah. maybe like a little turnaround jumper. 
Because um, I think that was one of the main things this offseason that he was working on that he's trying to add to his bag. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'd love to see him try to implement that and see how it goes. My um, my third was I wanted to see at least four occasions where he drove left using his right hand, <laughs> then changed to his left hand and put up a floater from within five to ten feet. You know, I know what you're doing here, and you're <laughs> mocking me, and it's not even nearly the same thing. Mine is a specific skill that he's been working on yeah, this well, so season, and I'd like to see him implement it in a he's, real game situation. He's been working on that as well. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, Bar- uh, Landy's real third one, and I know it isn't relevant anymore. No, if Grimes not. plays, does it look like his foot is affecting him? Let's talk about Grimes. He's out. Mm-hmm. Grimes is no stranger was... to injuries. Any concern there? He, wasn't I, there like a picture with him with the boot on in the background and then they deleted it or something because somebody picked up on it, right? Is that on how the second started? On the second day of camp, he, he didn't practice and he had a boot on. And they said they were just, you know, if there was anything but training camp, he'd probably be playing. But they're going to give him a rest at this point in the right. season. I don't think there's any so, cause for concern yet. No, but is there? But Grimes is does have a history here of of injuries so far in his early career with us. It's little nagging things. No, he he. What did he do with his knee last year? He twisted his knee, right, and it looked much worse. And he did end up getting to come back late in the season. But he does have a little bit of history here. Something to look out for, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to hear some voicemails? Yeah, sure. I do. Yeah, I we got, we got a couple of good ones here. Okay. Play number one. All right. This is Sean from Brooklyn. I want to say that I think this is a great season coming up. I'm looking forward to it. I think Knicks fans have a large role in this season's success. I think that New Yorkers need to show that they're still New York tough because it's been real soft out here. I think everybody needs to stop crying about a little thumbs down. I mean, literally, y'all were booing the man mid-game. Uh, it's been a frustrating season, and I'm pretty sure if I was doing a great job this year and everything is falling around me, we wouldn't go make moves and nothing looking good, and now my team is looking whack after I was doing so well and working so hard. I'll be a little frustrated, too. Let's not be down on the captain of the team or the leader of the team or just, you know, the Julius of the team just because of one bad season. We need to be tougher. Get get over. We've, we've heard worse. We say worse every day. Subway rides, we say worse every day. We're bigger than this. We're better than this. We're tougher than this. We'll get over this and stop looking for some apology and some type of heartfelt, oh, I forgive you. Nah, that's too soft for us. We're better than that. Get over that and enjoy the great season from we have. From one through five, we have a solid squad. From the center, power forward, everywhere we got. Our whole starting five is legit. More legit than we've had in years, collectively anyway. This is the most solid starting five we have in a long time. Add that to the fact we have the deepest bench we've ever had. Add that to the fact that our reserves are there in case the key players we need, like Rose or anybody goes down. We have answers to that now, answers we didn't have the year before. And then add the fact that we have a coach, a two-time coach of the year, somebody that's actually won it one time here with relatively the same squad. They should be massive. We should be happy about. We got more chemistry than most of these new teams that added new parts to it. I think that that's our advantage. 
our youth, our speed, our versatility. We got this. We're good. I need everybody to stop making such a big deal out of everything that may go bad and celebrate everything that goes good. And the more of that we have, the better we'll be. Sean from Brooklyn, signing up. Sean from Brooklyn, what a call. I mean, we could spend Thank an you. entire show, I think, talking about all those points Sean brought up. Yeah, thank you, you, Sean. What are you th you're thanking Sean. I'm thanking Sean. I feel like people don't, like people are afraid to praise what's good and to point out what's good. Everybody's so quick to, to, to criticize, right? And to point out all the negativity and the bad things. And yet we're all Knicks fans, right? And here's Sean pointing out so many positive things. One through five, the bench, the coach, he's brave, for saying all this stuff. Randall's support. All this stuff. I thank you, Sean. And, and he's right. He's right. Is this he, is valid is he points right? to all of it. Is he right? I think he's right when he says that this is the most talented team they've had in, in quite some time. I think from top to bottom, for sure. Yeah, I think what they're missing, and we all know this, is a, is a star, right? Right. We don't have a superstar. But, but talent-wise, 1 through 12, I mean, you can't argue with that. Yeah, I mean, I would say since... Since like the mellow Stoudemire, Jason Kidd, Tyson Chandler, that playoff team, this is the best. But let's talk about some of the stuff Sean brought up. I mean, he brought up a lot of great points. I, you know, I don't know if he's talking to us, Knicks fans in general. I don't think Knicks fans are still looking for an apology. No one's looking for an apology from Julius about the thumbs down. No, they just want him off the team. They've had <laughs> enough of it, Greg. Right? But but one bad season. First of all, I don't know if last season was bad. It was. Oh my god! If, okay, look. But but he's had three. By... He's had three. Just he's had three seasons here. Yes. One's been fucking amazing. Yes. The no, first one no, no was denying. terrible, and yes. last season was mediocre. The numbers were there, but he had so many mental, you know, faults that it, it turned it into a much worse looking season than it actually was that's why this season is so important because it's either going to balance shit out or it's going to teeter that negative direction so this is huge sure if he has a bad season if he has a season like his first season with the knicks and the knicks lose i mean are we still next year going to be saying he's had one bad season no, or two that's bad three seasons? out of four like that's, come on that's, that's 75 percent of the time it's right. not good um the the we've got more chemistry than anyone like i love you sean i understand where you're going that you know with barry i think you even have some deep research about how many <laughs> how little movement there's been in this roster over the past few years and why that's a good thing maybe you want <laughs> yeah. to get into that i don't know i know it's in a notebook somewhere over there um <laughs> you've been holding on to it for a while i know but come on more chemistry than anyone did you hear the offensive numbers i just reeled off from before is that called chemistry? Being last in the league in almost every category? Just because we we play together doesn't mean we're good together. And maybe it's going to pay off this year because they haven't made a lot of moves. But come on, how do you come out of last season with those offensive numbers? Where's the chemistry? Is it on defense? Is it with great <laughs> chemistry defensive rebounding? Where's the chemistry? Because I don't well, see look, it. Well, there look, is, there is something to chemistry on defense and playing on a string and knowing where your responsibilities lie, you knowing you got to cover for the man next to you. So there definitely is truth to chemistry on defense. You can't, you can't, you know, ignore that. But yeah, you hope something's going to happen on the other end that, you know, makes it look like a basketball team. You, you know, the, the point of basketball is to score points. You got to put the ball in the hoop. 
Yeah, I mean, that Barry, is the, if that is me, the point. me, you, and Blandy have great chemistry. We've known each other mm. since, since uh, I mean, you guys have known each other even longer than me, but since like elementary school, right? We do We've, have great chemistry. We, we, we used to dance to music. We used to make music videos that we danced together to in Barry's living room. We've got video of it if anyone wants to see. We've got great <laughs> chemistry. But if we got on a basketball court uh, and we and we scored two points, would you be saying we got gay, great chemistry? I almost said gay chemistry. No, you did. You did. Talk about all that dancing together. I'm going to do Barry first. It's not all about how long you've known each other. Uh, all right, Barry. What are the what are the numbers you came up with? You want to share any of them, or did it was it? No. A, a so, whole but lot what I did was what I did was I was I felt like this group. You know, now a lot of these guys have been playing together for three years now, right? And I'm used to this Knicks team having so much turnover. It's like a turnstile. You know, we talk about with the coaches, but it's the same thing with the roster. They're always, they're not re-signing guys. They're trading guys. They're getting new guys on the team. So I basically broke up into three-year increments, and I went back 15 years. So I essentially ended up with five sets of three, and I counted how many different players were on the roster. And going into this year, we have significantly less players on the roster overall. Now, that was before we signed all these, you know, other guys to two ways into this and that. But it's still significantly less. It's basically like in the mid-30s in a three-year span compared to years past where in a three-year span you had, you know, in the low 40s. So it's just a, a, a basically a nod to the front office that they're trying to keep this group together. And again, who knows what would happen with the Mitchell trade if they, you know, gave all these guys out in a trade but so so far they haven't and all you can use to judge these guys is what they've done and what they're doing and to keep this roster together and it looks like they've drafted pretty well with where they're at the last couple of years i think it's a good thing yeah and i feel like the roster is moving slowly in the right direction right i mean a couple of years ago we were signing guys like kamba nerlands Alec Burks, these veteran guys. Oh, and you and could now go it even seems before like that. Making... It was like the replacements. They, they would get like right, these tie draft picks it, that didn't pan they, out, like Moutier, Mario Hazonia, sure. you know, all, yeah. all you know, all these other guys. But now it seems like we're shifting to signing younger players who haven't entered their prime yet and have a lot of promise. Hartenstein, mm. Brunson. <laughs> um, so replacing. I, I think replacing guys like Nerlens and Kemba with guys like that is a huge step forward. You know, way more to look forward to overall. 100%. Blaine, do you want to hit voicemail number two? This is from our, our good boy who's who's finally recovered from his asshole dog dying. DB. Hey, guys, it's DB. I cannot tell you how happy I am to have all of this content from you guys. Uh, keep it up as much as you can. I know you guys have real lives outside of this podcast. I don't know how you're going to do six days in a row. That sounds crazy. Anyway, thank you also for your positivity about Julius Randle uh, on your wrap-up for that media day. Uh, it, it actually made me feel very positive. Um, but I think I fucking hate that guy. I still fucking <laughs> hate him. I, think, so I can try to convince myself. I don't know. But, you know, I just, I just think that I've been listening to so many Knicks fans and all these podcasts and I just think Knicks fans are stupid as shit. And, and I just, I am a Knicks fan and I think I'm probably stupid as shit too, but you know, will Knicks fans ever be happy about anything? You know, can you think of a realistic scenario 
where all Knicks fans could agree to be happy. No. I can't think of any. No. Hmm. He's right. Knicks, Will Knicks fans Knicks, ever be happy? Knicks Twitter has been just the most toxic. It's just such a toxic experience. It's everybody just always bitching about everything. Yeah, and it really makes you question, is this really a representation <sighs> of the fan base? Is this really how most be. Knicks fans feel? Because if you go by Nick's Twitter, and, and Randall's a perfect example, you would it would have to be like 85%, 80 to 85% of Nick's Twitter hates Julius Randall. They'd rather see him ride out the bench the rest of the season getting paid than watching him on the court, which is kind of ridiculous, especially game one hasn't even happened yet. Wait, like they don't even want to give the guy another chance. I can't believe that that's indicative of the fan base. Well, I, Nick's Twitter is the lunatic side of Nick's fans. We're all lunatics. We're all lunatics for just being on Twitter, talking about it. Like, you're crazy for just doing that. You know, right, because it's really the only thing I'm on Twitter for. You know, so it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, so if everybody's like me or most people are like me and you're only on there, you know, because you're on what we call it Nick's Twitter, it's like 24-7, when you're on your phone, you're going to fucking say something about the Knicks. Positive, got, negative, get a reaction, yeah, comment. Yeah. It's people just arguing so about polluted. Anything. So polluted. Cam, Cam Reddish should start. Quentin Grimes should start. Fournier sucks. Randall sucks. Leon sucks. The front officer. They should have traded for Mitchell. They shouldn't have traded for Mitchell. You got half, the, the Don, I know we don't want to talk about Donovan Mitchell, but that was a perfect... <laughs> You know, um, that was the perfect evidence of all this. Half the fan base would fucking trade the entire team for him and were furious when we didn't get him. And the other half would have been furious if we got him. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it's crazy. So will we ever be happy? I don't know. Because if we if we did have a winning season, you'd have fun. some fans upset that we didn't play the young guys enough. Or, you know, I don't know if we'll ever be happy. You got some fans who only want to win a championship. It's like, it's not good enough to just get into the playoffs and get into the second round. It's like, oh, what's the point of that? Should either get the first pick in the yeah. draft or win the championship. There's no in between. I'm not, I'm not one of these fans that needs to see a championship. I just want to see a decent, consistent team. Yeah, I want to see improvement. I want to see a yeah, let's get Let's get to be a good. winning franchise again. A yeah, winning I basketball be, I want the, team. I want the, I want the yes. 90s back. Like, I'll be fine if we just every year we're, we're in the top five and we keep getting knocked out. We just, we get so close and we just can't win the championship. Or it's, I'll be like the 90s, you know? <laughs> I would do that. That's all I want. I don't need to win it. I don't need to see, I don't even need to see a Knicks championship in my lifetime. I don't, you know, we're not going to see a Knicks championship ever. You think we will? No, we're not. Oh. I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to get to a point I, where I need to see that. Come on, do you really chore. think that's going to happen? If you had to bet on, no, it, I don't think so. Would you bet your life? Would you bet your life savings, everything you have, that in your lifetime? Well, I, I don't really have much, so it might not <laughs> well, be such a bad bet. <laughs> might not be a bad bet. I don't think I would. I would not feel confident. No, I don't expect the next to see one in my lifetime. 30, 40 years if I'm lucky no. enough to live that long, then I'll see a next championship. Mm. That's sad. It's sad. I just don't want it to be 
where we get to like the second half of the season and it's a chore to watch the games. Like you know last I mean? year. And we're doing yeah, this fucking podcast. It's been like podcast. that for so long. Guys, if we're if if it's a halfway point of the season, we're fifteen Look, games under five hundred, and we're doing the show. I'm going to lose my mind, and that's what that's was going the benefit on though year. of having so many young guys, and that are going to still be in the rotation. Is that you could kind of cling to this player or that player, maybe two of them, and just just ride with that player and his journey, and watch him excel, and hope for like these big games from him, because that's what it ends Absolutely. up having to be. If, yeah. if the, the, the team's in the trash, and you know, there's nothing else for it. It's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope, you know, maybe quickly is gonna make 16 points a game, you know, this season on average or whatever it is, you know, and, and just ride or die with them. Yeah, I mean, here's the good news: like, we we don't have to spend a whole year being frustrated that Tibbs is playing a point guard that the entire fan base doesn't think should play, right? Right. I mean, hopefully, Jalen Brunson is who we think he might be. If it if it ends up not working out, this could be a terribly well, devastating season. What's good and and lucky for Brunson is nobody's looking at him to be like the savior of this team or to no, be. You don't think or, so? No, and they're I not am. hanging their hat like he's like the superstar of this team. Point guard we've ever. We're looking had. to be. Yeah, is that is that is that a high bar to be the best point guard that we've had in years? That's I, not he a high bar. If he doesn't, he might not. But, but I might, nobody's I'm not counting on him. A, no, I'm counting on him. I don't. I'm not looking forward to him to be the savior of the team, but I'm fucking counting on right. him to be a good point guard and yeah, to him to take away the pain things. of point guards. They're not. Ex- let me finish that sentence. They're not counting on him to be to be the guy that's going to bring this team to you know like a top four seed in the playoffs. It's not his responsibility to do that. It's his responsibility to be competent. You know, to set the stage, to take some leadership. But he's not yeah. brought in here like an Amari Stoudemire or Carmelo Anthony or what would have been Donovan Mitchell. It's no, a there's totally zero different situation. There's zero expectations here. If you, if you had to predict right now, we're about to wrap this whole show up. Maybe we should save this, but fuck it. Playoffs or no playoffs? So this is playoffs. Then, then that means talk about playoffs. That, that means, means pass the play in there. Playoffs. You got you if you, you, get, in, yeah, you have to get past the play in into the eight. I mean, I would guess mm. no playoffs. Unfortunately, I say yeah. I would go with play in, but not playoffs. No. And again, play in, you got a chance, but I mean, I I need I need I need the playoffs this year. The we don't make the, just. It's, I understand it's just that, so but strong. if we don't make the playoffs. It's a disappointing season. You got to be, you're not going to be disappointed if we don't make the playoffs. Of course I will, because again, I think we're going to be in playing. And then if you're there and you're like one game away, yeah, you want to fucking make the playoffs. Of course, are I'll we, be disappointed if we don't at that point. Craig, are we talking a 500 record and we don't make the playoffs? Or are we, like if we're above 500 and we just miss out on the playoffs, we get into the play-in but not the playoffs, You you would really be disappointed in that? I'd like a winning record. You just want a winning anything. record. Winning record would be nice. It's so sad what what we what we want. Uh, listen, we've been we were what thirty seven and forty five last year. Winning record would be nice again. I sure, just, I think that would be even you know forty two and forty. I mean, just a, a five hundred record is the bare minimum. I want to see improvement. I, I I don't see why they couldn't at least be five hundred. 
I really you, don't. You can't have a 37-win season, get Jalen Brunson, um, and then just add like three wins. That's not... And you think that RJ is going to get better and all yes. these young guys are getting better and then you just end up adding three wins? That would be... A, that would be terribly disappointing. That'd be a fail for the. Uh, you'd have to add at least five above five hundred. Mm. Yeah, so you have to bare minimum. Yeah. All right, y'all hear that music? It is time for the news with Blanderson Hoop. Blandy, what do you have for us today? Uh, we're gonna do this really quick. Like, um, you don't have to say that. Good. You can just do it. You know. Okay. Uh, so Tyler Harrow, I don't know if you guys saw this. You know, we talked yesterday about how he signed that that deal that could be worth up to one hundred and thirty million. Um, there was a comment from him the other day. I'm going to read this to you, see if you heard it. I believe it was to one of the papers in Miami. Um, I cut it down a bit, so it just is, so I just told my agent to call me when it's ready. So we haven't really spoken much about the contract. So this was like a day or two actually before he signed the deal or that it, that it leaked out. Obviously, I tell him to call me when it's ready. If it's not ready, I continue to play my game and figure it out next summer. There's players across the league that have gotten paid who I know I'm better than. So it's got to be the right number. So a lot of people are pointing that and saying that that is shade being thrown at RJ. Because how many other people signed a deal like that before Harrow did this summer? You know? All right. so I don't know what you guys think about that. Putting that out there. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves star Carl Anthony Towns. KAT was hospitalized last week with a throat infection that caused him to have ex- uh, difficulty breathing. And he was on bed rest for days, actually. He was back at practice today uh, and said that he was in really, really bad shape. And what was it? He had some kind of um, throat infection that he could barely oh. breathe. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, and then last but not least, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Sports Illustrated today, every year they do their top 100 players in the NBA. Today they posted their from 100 to 51 in their countdown. Uh, any guess as to uh, what Knicks are on that list? I will tell you that any Nick who's on that list appeared – in this part of it, there will be no list, uh, Nick in the top 50. I mean, you, you kind of gave it away to us earlier that there were three, right? So, I mean, obviously. So we got RJ, we got Julius, and we've got Brunson. Want to guess okay. who would be the highest of the three? I'd say Brunson. Barry? I would. Uh, highest of those three. Mm. Um, fuck it. I'll go RJ. RJ was at 89, Randall at 87, and Brunson at 69. Oh, 69 Ooh. for Brunson. Nice. 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 Nice spot there. Nice. Really perfect. Yeah. So unless uh, somehow like Mitch is in the top 50 or uh, Quentin or IQ or something, that's that's it. We're done there. So it's sad because so, uh, Mitch dropped out of the top 100. He was 98 last year, I remember. Which is weird because yeah. he had a good season and he played. You know? well, 98 is right on the <laughs> right on the edge. You get some new guys coming into the league. You get out of there real quick if you don't have a decent season. And there's a lot of young talent that came into the league. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised by some of the people that they have above uh, RJ and Julius. It's just so crazy. There's what, How many teams are in the league? 30. 30. 30. So... 
Uh, on average, every single team has two players better than every guy on the Knicks roster. It's just terrible. It's interesting, some of the people that they have. I just, I don't know where they got this, but. But they don't have standout. They don't have standout players. We don't. Right, but some of the people above RJ, Seth Curry, they have ahead of RJ. I mean, oh, Seth man. Curry. Come on. Look, RJ puts together another year similar or slightly better than last year, and he'll move up in the group. Really? He's got to consistently really? be at 20 plus points a game. And yeah. And then just what put number up those was RJ? Numbers. 89. And Harrow, Julius by was the way, 80. Is 61. Julius was 87. Two spots yep. ahead. And who's between Julius and RJ? Uh, number 88 is Al Horford. But uh, but that's the way the basketball well, I was bats. looking for. I was afraid that you were going to start going through the whole freaking list. No, no. <laughs> no, no. We're so we trying to wrap these shows up a little early. Before you know it, we'll spend 20 minutes. We're good. On the top of um, 51 to 100. All right, guys. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife, Barry at Barry Dworkin, and Blandy at Blandy Hooper. And keep on calling us. We that's need right. those calls during these six days, right? I'd love to that's do a show right. that's just voicemails, to be honest. That's right. So you too could be a part of the Hard Nick's Life episodes by calling 516 33 mesh one contribute to your favorite podcast by calling that number anytime any topic any question any discussion it's the only way you can contribute and ratings and reviews Mm. leave them subscribe wherever everywhere guys first game are you guys gonna watch on time we're gonna be recording a show right after i should be i'm not watching it i've got therapy Um, at seven my son's watching He's looking forward to watching. He so badly wants to be a part of this podcast and come on this podcast. I've been telling him, look, I don't, I don't think it's happening. What did he he's say so to you the other day? And what he's off from school on Wednesday. He's like, oh, I'm off from school on Wednesday. I don't have to go to bed at my regular time. I could watch the whole game. Yeah. But And he knows that we're recording what, every what, night. What, yeah. Tell everyone what he said to you the other day. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> he goes, uh, I don't know. Somehow the podcast came up. He's like, I got a question. He said, Craig does all the editing for the show and Uncle Blandy he does all the drops He's wait like, a second what do you, he calls what do you him do? Uncle he calls him Uncle Blandy uh, Uncle Jason he calls him oh. um, and he said, he said what do you do <laughs> I said, uh, what, what do you mean what do I do I said hey, look I, I talk uh-huh. more than Blandy alright <laughs> but yeah, he, painted, he painted that room he got like the Knicks podcast room Ready to go? <laughs> ready to go when we're ready, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I had dreams of before COVID, us all getting together every week in person. Yeah. I think that's ever going to come to fruition. Well, yeah, if we know. ever hit the big time. If we hit oh, the big yeah. time, we then should Then we'll come and do it in person. Yeah. Or at least have like that a <laughs> special. Hard yeah. Life special episode. Maybe like once a month you do it in person. Yeah. All right, everybody, enjoy the game, and we will see you after it. Uh, Until tomorrow, it is a hard Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.